0: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
1: SecondCityHockey.com
0: North Dakota, Jonathan Tades. Commit to us. Commit to the jersey. Commit to people here. The man the shot
2: is... On the into overtime! Marty back, so full of drives, getting in front, score! And now it's in the net, they score! It's,
0: it's it! it. They score! It's score! It. The Hawks win it's the Stanley it. Cup! The Hawks win the Stanley Cup! And here comes Seabrook with the jump, he's got
2: Finally, Musings on Madison has come back to the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome in to another episode. It's been a while. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager here at Second City Hockey, and I've got all my usual line mates back with me this evening. First off, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey, Shepard Price.
0: Hi, I can see the Royal Rumble from my house.
2: Is that, is that come, I thought that was isn't that a winter thing.
0: It, it is, but it's okay. being held in St. Louis, and it's like a five, if that, minute walk from my apartment.
2: Well, we'll try not to get any of St. Louis on you while you're there.
0: Oh, it's already happened. I take frequent walks around the city.
2: Have um, you uh, have you tried Emos yet?
0: Yes, and it is bad. And I do not like prev- <laughs> I do not like Prevel cheese. I think that's the Chicagoan in me that like. Hey, pizza's not supposed to taste like this. Um, just FYI. Uh, so I have two other places I frequent that are way better.
2: Okay. Um, I, have you had the, uh, twisted ravioli or twisted, toasted, toasted. Ravioli. twisted yes. ravioli sounds even better, but toasted ravioli. I, which,
0: I, I fear with like a twisted ravioli that all the filling would come out.
2: Well, I, yeah, it was totally <laughs> toasted is the word there. Often, it's, it's been a month, you know, we're, <laughs> we're still, still in preseason trying to get, trying to get our legs underneath us, get, get the, get the pipes going. So we're okay. Um, so, uh, while we're on that topic, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that segue either. But let's let's go with it anyway because we got to bring in two more people. First off, he is the second city hockey. What Dylan Slocum is the Spanish love songs. It is Mil Savage.
3: Opa, Dave. I'm Opa. so excited to be here.
2: <laughs> don't don't contain your excitement on my behalf, please. I mean, get it all out.
3: Oh, we got training camp stuff.
2: Oh, oh, we it's, do. Oh boy, it's going to be wonderful. We've got, we've got practice takes out the, uh, I don't know. And also with us this evening, she is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. It is Betsy.
1: Um, I want you guys to know that I'm drinking a half strawberry, half mint shake right now. Um, because my mom can't remember which flavor I like best. And actually said both. Um, it's not bad, actually. There's weirdly good combination i was gonna
2: say that that is the first time in the history of i've ever heard strawberry and mints put together
1: i have never i love both so those are like my two go-to flavors and yeah my mom was like which one do you want and i was like strawberry and then she was like i forgot and i think maybe they gave you both so they did a side-by-side um at steak and shake and i was like okay um it kind of reminds me of gum but like good bubble gum has like a mint flavor too. I don't like know like, like fruity mint.
2: Like there's like fruity mint gum that that exists. But it I'm tastes,
1: still it tastes pretty good. I've been like going mixing it back and forth a little bit. <laughs> Trying that to decide just made if me I sad like
3: it or not. When I would come home from Hawks games, where I get off on the highway, there used to be a steak and shake. And every time they won, I'd get a shake. And what's
1: go- that? I was just gonna say, you know, you just know when you get a flavor, and you're just like can't decide if I like this, but then you're like, I think I like it. That's where I am right now.
2: There used to be a lot of shakes, Mill. Not as much anymore.
3: Yeah, that's why I'm fat now. I used to get banana <laughs> shakes a lot. Uh, I figured
2: it would be opposite. Like, you used to be fat, but now because the Hawks don't win as much, you don't get as many
3: shakes. Do you
1: Maybe guys just... have steak and shakes up there? Oh, anymore? we do. We or, do. Okay.
3: We do. They just closed that one. Maybe that's why the Hawks uh, suck now.
1: Steak and
2: shakes <laughs> was the place that you would go to when you were in high school because it was the only place you could be after 10 o'clock out in public.
3: Everyone or we... For me, what? Did you say Shoops? Yeah, because it's a Crown Point thing. Yeah,
2: but but Shoops doesn't they close at midnight?
3: They used to stay open after football games, and if they won, it was like a big deal.
2: All right, I'm uh I'm currently consuming a Miller High Life, so uh, we're getting. Uh, any anyone else? Shepherd Mill, anything good on the uh, the drink menu this evening?
0: Uh, gin and uh, juice.
3: Yeah. Oh, now it's a party. I drank so much for this weekend because it was my birthday, so I literally can't drink. Hey, today. Ever,
2: everyone, happy late birthday to Miller South. Yeah,
3: thanks. I didn't mean to like push that. I just meant like I drank like it was, <laughs> it was like bad. You I drank like it was
2: your 21st birthday, but it definitely wasn't.
3: Yeah, that's the thing is my body can't do that anymore. I had Miller High Life at the bowling alley. That was like the perfect bowling alley beer.
2: I, I have, uh, like, I've, I dabbled in the craft beer for a long and still do. Like, I, I enjoy going to breweries and trying new stuff, but. It's really fun to just come back to the high life. Like that is, it's it's cheap. It's pretty good, and it's just, it's 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 versatile. I, I think this is basically like it's the uh, equivalent of a guy, who, uh, a hockey player who can play on every line and fit in well. It just it's a good mix, no matter where you put it.
3: That's fair. Yeah, Phil the of
2: beers. It, it is yeah exactly, Shepard. It is the Phil Kurovchev of beers.
3: They're gonna change the tag like from the champagne of beers to the Kurchev of beers.
2: I think I might just refer to Kurchev as the high life for the rest of the summer <laughs> for, for the rest of the season while he's playing in Rockford. Let's let us let us oh. not do that
0: yet. Um so it's it's Play, been about a m- Playing in Rockford for Alex Nielander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Cool. i'm going back to drinking
2: yeah 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 Me right there with you so it's been about a month since we've uh gathered in this space to talk i guess uh how, how was everyone's summer vacations you guys all uh all survive vacation yeah i mean it was it was yeah. a whole month what is,
0: so what is vacation what is that what is that like
3: <laughs> My mine was good all right <laughs>
0: thanks Mel. i'm I, glad I, someone
3: i uh, i went to a lot of wrestling shows this summer which is cool uh and uh we did a new record and some stuff. So it was fun. It was kinda like an actual summer. It felt like school again.
0: Basically yeah. you were at the live return of CM.
3: I was and I was at uh all out, so I saw his first match back, which was cool. Um but yeah, and all out I got on TV, which was actually I think I got on TV. I didn't see it yet, but Dave texted me in the Slack thing and was like, Hey, nice sign.
2: Yeah, your your uh sign I, I during uh was it Rampage? Was that uh, the, the pay per view? Uh, or no, all, uh, out. all out, all yeah, out. Yeah, there were. I saw your sign several times throughout the course of the night. So,
3: yeah, I, I have congratulations know.
2: for being famous.
3: Thanks. I don't want to buy the pay per view because it's like fifty dollars, and I paid enough, you know, to be there. But uh, the funny thing is, my sign is clearly in the CM Punk return, so now it's in the intro to the TV show, which is like a, a huge like joke. It's like a meme, and
2: now we just need to get CM Punk on the podcast,
3: please. I'm sure
2: he'd. I'm sure he'd want to talk some Blackhawks hockey.
3: I mean, he is. He's actually. They were talking about because TNT and Turner have AEW, and now they're going to have some hockey. He was talking about getting involved with that after they hire all the actual
0: professionals. I'm, I'm here be for like it. Like guest commentary, I'd be here for it because they, they have so Jericho. Many,
3: yeah, well, Jericho and Kenny, like, there's so many Canadians in there, so they're all like, like, they're all like Winnipeg Jets fans. so <laughs> that must, must weird. be weird. Yeah, well, Jericho's dad played for the Rangers, so he might like the Rangers. I don't know.
1: Well, about be I mean, a Jets fan when they haven't existed. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they have existed.
0: They just lost their first team, and they they got a. Second. I know. Yeah, what are you, you going to be a, a Coyotes
2: fan?
3: <laughs> They're like super diehard, though. Like that, like those fans in Winnipeg. I guess I mean, any Canadian market, but you know,
1: whatever. I'm just bitter because they took the Thrashers. I mean, they didn't take it. Like, <laughs> the the arena here group was like, here, please take this team from us because we want to do nothing but concerts here.
3: You know, well, we make
1: more money, but.
3: I hope that the Coyotes don't have to move, but you you might get them.
1: Uh, no, uh, State Farm would never. The group that owns um, State Farm Arena does not want any other sports in them. Um, they do That's not. <laughs> they they tank the thrashers like constantly the ownership group they did not
3: yeah they got sandbagged pretty bad at the end is state farm where the hawks played them?
1: yeah but it's no, like that's the
3: atlanta hawks right
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i was like what are you talking about the hawks <laughs> i don't pay attention to basketball even i just
2: want to clarify for all the all the big I think atlanta hawks fans listening we're not talking about their team
3: this is now a chicago bulls podcast <laughs>
1: yeah
0: no, this is now a Chicago White Sox podcast. You, hell yeah. We're going to lose in like the first round because our manager is the worst manager in baseball. Let's go.
3: But somehow he's still the most competent manager in this, or like head coach in the city.
2: Actually, no, it's uh, James Wade. As a former Chicago Sky intern, I am now a huge Chicago Sky fan <clears throat> since they're in the WNBA playoffs. So actually, let's,
3: uh, actually, both basketball teams have good coaches. The Bulls do too.
2: How about the football team? no no mm. okay cool let's not crickets. Talk about it. I'm
3: putting, it, i'm editing crickets in there. <laughs>
2: yeah please do um i don't know betsy shepherd any other summer vacation things i guess mill mill went to wrestling shows i went to a couple concerts for the first time in like two years so that was cool uh that's all i got
0: i i worked
3: yeah um <laughs> i mean yeah yeah like yeah, this- there are two cool <laughs> for us dave they're off being adults <laughs>
2: I mean I work too, but like I work like and I was actually able to have like the reward of doing fun things again.
1: I don't like to go out in the heat and I we've discussed my dislike yeah, right. of the, the South during the summer. So that's right.
2: Well then it's, uh, it's, it's about party time for you guys then, ain't it?
1: I love I was yeah, I'm
2: also I was I'm just
1: also talking about the south now. Yeah, I know. I was I was like I was just arguing with somebody that the last three months of the year are the best because uh the best weather, um for october and november like right in between being too hot too cold you know you're like in that perfect zone and then in georgia december doesn't really get that cold but you might get some snow not a lot but enough to be like "Ooh, snow and uh you get to start wearing sweaters sweatshirts boots which are infinitely better than anything else i just like being like warm um in like clothes but not (laughs) heat no and then they have the best holidays with the longest breaks I'm I'm, I'm, four I'm totally
2: on board with this. Last three months of the year, best three months of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, in well,
3: December too, like that's when the ice looks really good in the United Center because it's not 100 degrees outside, uh, unless the, the Bulls play the night before because that messes up the ice. But like that's when the Hawks don't fall all over the place as much.
1: I usually love traveling during October to go up north too because October is like when like DC, New York, Chicago, Philly, all of those places are beautiful. And mm-hmm. nobody is like Grunt. an asshole because again, the weather is pretty nice. So people are like in between like States of being like too hot <laughs> or too cold. So.
2: Yeah, they're we, not, they're not grumpy because of the heat or shiver. I mean,
1: if you go the- to, if you go to New York during like December or Philly during like, I've been <laughs> to Philly in November, like the very <laughs> end of November and it sucked. And people were rude. <laughs> just the Philadelphia in
3: general. No, I've been just to, to, to Philly.
1: Hard. I've been to Philly in October too for hockey and, People were super nice. Then, I'm sorry, I don't then... believe
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Flyers. I mean, and, and no, no. When
1: I went, to, when I went to the Flyers game the first time I went, then we went. Um, I went with friends that had never gone. Uh, we were going to Philly because it's where one of my friends went, and um, this was like six, seven years ago. Um, yeah, seven. Uh, and we got like lower bowl seats. I didn't pay for a single drink while I was there. Uh, the Guys that were behind us, like they were like an older, like older group of people, and they were like, Oh, let us tell you where you can go. And we were like a little iffy on it because we were like, uh, maybe too old for where we might want to go. But no, every restaurant that they told us, we we went to three of them, and they were all great, not too expensive for us. And then the second trip I went, which was in November, nothing but assholes, like all around <laughs> us. We were in a <laughs> full. <like, laughs> There were people sitting in the front row, putting their feet up on the glass. Like, what are you in a trailer park? Like what's happening here? I don't understand. <laughs> it was just horrible. We had bad service. Like we went to other, like, no, it was a bad experience all around. I've been to three, three times. And the last time we went wasn't was somewhere in between those two. And it was like mid November. You so. were
3: sitting by like the Morlocks who live under the uh, Wells Fargo center or whatever it's called now.
1: It was it was just night and day, and there was only two years difference between when we went on those trips. So I don't, I just I remember being like, oh, I loved Philly the first time we went, and then the second time I was like, I don't know if I want to come back here. Like I hate everything. All right.
2: So so Philly, I you're not gonna go to Philly In the next month. Wait till next year. Got it. So I I, I think I'm waiting till next year. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, um, I, I guess we should probably get to the reason we've all gathered on this Monday evening. Um, you guys want to want to talk some Blackhawks preseason training camp feel feel hell, the excitement
0: hell yes yeah there it is feel the, it is. feel the heat feel the desire feel blackhawks preseason <laughs> I feel, I feel the
2: crushing light of a, a looming loss over the blackhawks head as they take the ice for preseason um yeah really quickly touching on that like uh that was a few the subject of a few of our podcasts from the summer that this uh, whole lawsuit is still there and um It just seems like they're still the Hawks are trying to make it go away. Um, It's still being investigated. There's a bunch of people getting interviewed. All that's still going on. So uh, when the time comes, I guess we'll talk about it. But right now, there's really not too much going on related to that. Um, So now to make an awkward segue from that to Blackhawks training camp, which started last Thursday. They've been practicing at Fifth Third Arena. They practiced Thursday, Friday, Saturday, took Sunday off, and we're back on the ice again today. And uh, I don't know, I know none of us have been there in person. I might be able to sneak up there for one day to, to watch a, a scrimmage or two if, if uh, time allows me. But um, I, I don't know what news and notes you guys have been following. But uh, just for for the entire panel, I'll throw it out to everyone. Uh, anything in particular that has stood out to you or something that's caught your eyebrows so far through the first four to five days of the 2021-22 Chicago Blackhawks season?
0: Jonathan Taves is alive. Can confirm. James seems healthy. Alive. He's winning a hell of draws. So, seem seemingly healthy, and he's also confused by tiny mics. Um, so yeah, the the captain is back. He's a very important player for this season. Um, he's going to be very important in a figuring themselves out as a new group locker room. Right. Um, and then the apparently the all, the other alternate captains were announced today, uh, being well, Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkat, and probably Connor Murphy in some rotation.
2: Yeah, like the Hawks took all their team photos, and DeBrinkat and Kane are wearing the A's in those photos. Taves obviously wearing the C, and then but there's no. Uh, Carlton said there's been no formal decision related to that.
1: Yeah, I and then was, last year uh, Murphy was the yeah on the road, so it's possible that they just. Don't have he, ha- he doesn't have an A because they don't wear it, they're,
0: they're they're in the home jerseys, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. There you go. It's weird because Duncan Keith started wearing an A full time in 08 when Taves got named captains, so it's like he's gone now, and it's just it's like, oh, like didn't even think about that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that must be the, mean that mean that the break it's uh being a little bit more vocal, and because really, I mean, that's just hey, go talk to the ref. <laughs> well, and it's also like he's.
2: Behind Taves and Kane, he is the longest 10 Blackhawk. I think him and Murphy arrived at the same season, but uh, DeBrinckis played more games than Murphy has because Murphy's had a ton of injuries. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, uh, for me, I noticed that Kirby Doc is not skating with top six guys, and uh, that's a bit concerning for me at this point.
1: He did today. He skated with, like, Kubelik.
3: Okay. That's was,
2: better. Was that in practice group B?
1: Yeah, so they moved up. They like switched B and um A around a little bit. So uh Kubalik and Doc, and I don't remember who they were skating I, with, but
3: <clears> throat> throat> let's practice already. I know Tyler Johnson and Taves can take up those two those one and two spots probably, but Bottom line with Doc is like, it, hopefully he's healthy for 82 games and he gets to play and we get to see what he is for a season. But this is the year, like you can't really.
1: I you was, know. I was. Yeah, actually, that's really. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that my my opinion is that like, so they keep saying we're we, we're all excited about Taves being back, but they still haven't said it. he's actually going to play the very first game or anything like that. They're still, mm-hmm. doing that whole, we're taking it one day at a time, which is great. But if. Taves isn't ready to go then tyler johnson should not be one c um like i think there's going to be a repeat of suitor who did admirable there but was obviously not a fit at one c and that should go to doc and see what happens and he
0: doesn't go ahead i don't think tyler johnson should be ahead of kirby doc and the depth chart at all period well i'm not saying he should
3: either what i'm inferring is that collatin is looking at it like he's you know experienced he's won a couple cups he's played in three finals he's you know obviously he's talented and it's kind of like yo okay but Kirby doc's supposed to be our future number one center like let's go i yeah.
1: don't think them like letting doc kind of ease into it if that's what they're doing but i i yeah, I think that he should be given more responsibility, not less.
2: But, and it's also not 2015 Tyler Johnson anymore. Like, he busted his wrist a few years ago and hasn't quite been the same guy. Right. You know, so it's not – I don't know. It's 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 like – it feels like the Hawks have done this with a few players that they've acquired that they think they're getting the two- to three- or four-year version – a two- to three- to four-years-ago version of that player, not the present version of that player who's a very different type of athlete. So – uh, but, Betsy, going back to your your Taves thing, I think the one thing, the most encouraging thing for me related to Taves is that, like, he's he's practiced multiple days and he's back the next day because it seems like from what he, when he when he talked about this ailment that he had, was that he he just, he never recovered. Whenever he would go do something, his body would just be like, he'd be on the couch for, like, two or three days. The fact that he's been to practice every day and is, like, able to come back the next day and the day after that and the day after that, if he keeps doing that, like, Um, it's very, that, that certainly raises the, the hopes for me that he's going to be back. And also just one thing that, uh, John Dietz from the daily Herald tweeted out today that I thought was an interesting or a good point was that everything, like every spot they're putting Taze in during practices are spots that makes you think he's going to be ready in the season open. Like he's playing second line center, whatever, second, first, whatever, He's he's in with all the A group. He's playing on the top power play unit. I think he was out there for some of the penalty kill practice today. So they're certainly preparing like he's going to be there when the season starts.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just want them to temper. Like he shouldn't pay, play as many minutes. Doc should play more, and Johnson should somewhere, you know, pick up the slack somewhere. And, yeah. I just I don't like I don't know. I just I worry about overkill, especially with Kane still having like a nagging injury. I'm like, you don't have to play them all out.
2: We're gonna come back to the Kane injury thing because that's that's starting to bother me a little bit. Like it because it was from last season and he still got it this year. And I we'll we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. Um the other thing was uh the that happened today in practice, and I believe it's the first time they've started doing this was a uh, power play unit so we, not only can we get upset about lines during 5 on 5 play now we can get upset about power play units the power play one grouping as i'm trying to find on twitter
1: it oh, was I, go ahead. it was taves Debrinket, um kane, kane jones and um tyler johnson in the middle yeah tyler johnson so
0: Ugh. <laughs> 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 okay uh, i, I, I didn't did the power, the power play that Go Did ahead, the power play not run through Kuba Kubalik last season. Did that not happen? Did he? Was he not the most important player on the power play last season? He was. What the hell is Tyler Johnson doing ahead of Kubalik again? Wh- well, you're I, I, overplaying I Tyler Johnson.
2: I think it's it's a it's a role thing because like Kubalik. I mean, maybe if you want to put him in the middle, but he, he's a left-handed shot, correct? Isn't yeah. Kubalik a lefty? Yeah. Yeah. So if you put him in the middle. Like because Kane's going to be on the right wing to on the left. Taves down low. And if you put Kubelik in the middle, if Kane's got the puck on the right wall where the puck always starts, it's, it's, you don't have Kubelik on his off wing. So that's where like, it's, it's more of like a, it's, it's may not be the best fit. The second power play unit, which I, I, the, there's one name here that was most interesting to me and you guys will probably notice it. Uh, Kalinuk Kubelik, there you go. Kurashev, Doc and Henrik Borgström. Was was very like I, they seem like they're really hell bent on making this Borgstrom thing work.
0: Yeah, because Lucas Reichel is still with the team, right? They haven't done big cuts yet. Yeah, they
2: still have sixty three guys at practice.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, Lucas figure, Reichel. Reichel's been with the A group the whole time, and Borgstrom hasn't. Like, I think today was the first time he was with the upper group for a little while, right?
2: I, yeah, I believe that's correct because they've been they've been rotating him every day. I, I've been more. I've been trying to watch like the bubble guys, like the the Adam Gaudets and the Nylanders to see where they are.
1: I just remember Strom was in there for two days and yes. got in the third group for two days. Yeah. People were like, Oh, because that third group was like, n- not nobody's, but people they expected to be in the AHL or guys farther out. Um, yeah. And I was- like
2: I, I know we're not supposed to draw massive conclusions from like the first two or three days, but I don't know. You start dealing Strom out with AHL guys. I feel like that can't not be some sort of message. Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I'm i not really concerned with their special teams, though. It's more, like, I'm paying more attention to their 5-on-5 five five stuff, and if Strom's been with them the whole time, that can't be a good sign for anything.
1: No, yeah. no, Strom was with the A group for the first two days. God Oh,
3: okay, so they just switched them?
1: Yeah, they, well, Strom went down to the second group, um, okay. group B. Um, and then they kept some people from group A to be with group B today. From what I, like, it looked like they, like, mushed them a little bit um and they apparently like b and c scrimmaged one of the days but i didn't i didn't see any videos or notes from that from people so i'm not actually sure
2: I, yeah i believe that was over the weekend uh i believe that was on saturday and there's i uh, think the like you'll be you'll get a much better picture of where things shake out i think over the course of the next week because they have uh the big uh, practice on tuesday and then preseason games start wednesday night and You know, it's usually I believe the way the NHL, I've forgotten how the NHL preseason works because like we got the abbreviated one during the pandemic, but the other one was two years ago. But if I remember correctly, it's usually the home games is where they play all the the top guys, and whenever they go on the road, they just send all the kids. They let the veterans stay home. So I Wednesday night's game is at home against the Red Wings. So I think that lineup well. I think uh, you might get a little bit of an indication of where things are starting to look in terms of a roster. And they go pretty heavy. Like there's games Wednesday, Friday, and then another one over the weekend. So we'll get, you know, does for it, those of you who are just jonesing for some Blackhawks hockey, it's coming your way. It may not be the real thing yet, but it's it's an appetizer.
1: Does anybody remember how many veterans they're required to have per preseason game?
3: Nope. No, but they, they usually send a couple because somebody's got to wear the A's. I remember Seabrook used to get those like, road games a lot.
1: Six or eight or ten, like somewhere between six and ten.
3: I I don't know who asked the question. I have to look, but Colleton's fed the, a reporter some line about their defense saying uh, it'll be better if they're more aggressive. And that's the thing that I've been thinking about. I'm like, yo, you have maybe a better defensive core, but this system doesn't work so well i don't know like how i'm supposed to take that if if he really thinks like oh they didn't play hard enough it's like dude come on
2: well that's the the quote from tyler johnson today was that the hawks had a lot of talent last season they just didn't have enough grit so he said we're gonna, we're gonna be a little more sand like, oh man Ugh. i don't I, I i think there's a reason half the roster turned over from last season and i don't think it's because they weren't trying hard enough <laughs> it's like yeah, that. I mean, I I know it's it's hockey players. It's it's press conferences. They don't ever say anything interesting. They just spit out the same bullshit cliches. But that one yeah, was just it, like, come on,
0: really? But if anything, they're, Aggress- they're- aggression and grit are not the problem when Nikita Zadorov and Andrew Shaw are on the roster to start. Beating. Well, right, and and the power play and the goaltending was
3: outplaying the coach. So it's like that you can't like I I, I don't know if they have enough talent to outplay the coach for eighty two games. No. You know, we almost
2: we almost made it through the first segment of the podcast of the preseason before we had a Jeremy Colleton
3: issue. I can't take it anymore. It's like this is year four. I know, No, we haven't even had a game yet. (laughs) Yeah, but this guy's coming out in the press and
0: saying that their defense is bad because they're not aggressive
1: enough.
0: Again, again, that was not the problem. Nikita Zadorov. You're out of position on the team. Yeah. And the other thing is... Go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. i at least a little excited. I'm not excited about the system, obviously, but I'm excited to see the defensive group because I do think they're much more mobile than they were last year. Yeah. Like Murphy and Calvin Dahan are never going to be speedsters, but neither one of them are, are slow, slow either. Um, and whatever we think about Jones, he can skate. Mm-hmm. Um, Kavka is a great skater. Kalynuk um, is a great skater. I even think the lesser Jones is a is a good skater, and I think he'll be like the number seven, um, which is probably ideal. And then they'll be able to pull up um, uh, Mitchell or Badan at any point and they're both great skaters. So I think at least in that point, they might be able to physically be more aggressive, which you know, I, <laughs> as a plate they
3: can like, skate can do it. way out of trouble. <laughs> But like, you don't want to depend on skating your way out of trouble. All I season. know. I just,
1: I
2: I th- think it's also the idea that they can like skate up to challenge opposing forwards. I think is also part of the, the idea he was getting at. Is like their their mobility allows them to be more aggressive because a they can they can get in people's faces quicker, and b they have the ability to recover if they
1: Let's see if they defend the blue line because that's like my one thing that like my biggest pet peeve from last year was the blue line. Second biggest pet peeve was chasing people behind the net. If they could get one of those two things not to happen, I'm gonna be like, okay, baby steps.
2: And that's a perfect place for us to take a quick pause, we're gonna take a quick timeout, get a few commercials in, pay a few bills, and then we're gonna come back on the other side of this timeout and we're gonna talk about a few things that we're gonna be keeping an eye on during the Blackhawks preseason games coming up over the next week. So come on back on the other side of this timeout just for that.
1: This is advertiser
0: content brought to you by Frito Lay. Just go to fritolasnacket.spnation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4 3, 2023. Void wherever Hip. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at fritolay snack
2: Welcome back to Musings on Madison. And as promised before the break, we're going to dive into some talk about some things we're going to keep an eye on during the Blackhawks preseason. Also, uh, you probably were listening to commercials, but during the break, we've learned that Mill might be gritty. So uh congratulations to Mill on your uh I guess, backup career choice for you.
3: Thank you. I, I, uh, I wanted to be Tommy Hawk, but he has some coked out looking purple eyes. So I decided <laughs> to just go with Gritty.
2: <laughs> but but Gritty's eyes are totally not coked out.
3: Well, they're more googly. Oh, hey. They're kind of like, okay. they're drunk more.
2: Touche. Yeah, that's fair points. Fair points. Um. So yeah, anyway, the Blackhawks, for the, for those of you missing uh, some Blackhawks hockey, because we haven't had a game since... It's like May 10th, I think, is the last game of the year. You're going to get some Blackhawks hockey coming up very soon. They play Wednesday night at home against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, 7.30 puck drop. They play Friday at home against Shepard St. Louis Blues. Sorry, no. Shepard. My <laughs> then,
0: St. Louis Blues? Yeah.
2: well. No. Then they play, I have
0: one team, and it's not the St. Louis Blues.
2: <laughs> then they play on Saturday. In Well, it's on the road against the St. Louis Blues, but it says they're playing at the Cable Dahmer Arena in Independence, Missouri. Shepard, you have any idea what that is?
0: That is a suburb of Kansas City, and that is where the Oregon Trail started. <laughs> speaking of drunk... Uh, that was a lot more information I thought we were getting. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, that was, that was surprisingly uh, informative, yeah.
3: And speaking of drunk, this is Pat Foley's last season, so <laughs> definitely try to enjoy him on these games if you can. He's going to be doing tequila shooters up in the booth.
0: And uh, may, make sure to, to, to keep track of how many soft-serve uh, shots he goes to this season because those are his last soft-serve shots.
2: Easy mm. to say. Uh, <laughs> also, the Blackhawks play on uh, next Monday night against the Red Wings in Detroit. Uh, so four preseason games coming up in a six-day span. So, again, if you've been missing Blackhawks hockey, uh, th- there's a lot coming your way. Uh, Betsy started talking a little bit about watching uh, – the Blackhawks prevent zone injuries. And what was the other thing you're watching for? I'm going
1: behind the net.
2: There you go. Not chasing players behind the net, which uh, I guess we'll see. I I think, and I guess piggybacking off that, just some other things that Shepard and Mill, you guys are watching. Uh, One thing I'll throw out kind of in that regard is just, just the end zone coverage in general and uh, whether or not they leave players wide open in front of the net. And if they're, you know, if they're making, if they're making switches defensively, if they actually happen. So just, just the general in-zone coverage, because it's it's hard to draw too many conclusions from a preseason game. But if there's just – if it's blatantly obvious about defensive mistakes, that's going to be a – it's going to be a problem. So, Shepard Mill, any things you guys are keeping your eye on? Uh,
0: Shepard, do you want to go first or should I go off? Uh, turnovers, um, especially, like – uh, just try and be better about them this season and try and be po- like have a positive ratio uh at the end of the season um there were a lot of bad turnovers last season um Which also, you know? I wanna, also I want to also I want to see Dominic Kubelik, cuz he's if he's in the B group I don't know what that's about cuz he is again if Jonathan Taves is healthy I don't know why Dominic Kubalik is well, not playing with first, Jonathan Tates the
2: first few days the line I believe it was Taves, Kubelik, and Hagel that was those three were together for several days early on in the yeah. Practice.
1: I'm pretty sure they just swapped them around so they could pull other people up to play with the A group for a little bit. I mean, he went down with Doc, and I want to say Hegel was in that group too. So I think not. No, he wasn't because Reichel played with Hegel, but they sent down Kurechev, two, and at least one other player. You were like, oh, okay. Well, so I don't. I don't. I don't think you should read anything into that.
0: Still, don't play him on the third line. <laughs> play him on the first. Play him on the third first line, with Taves.
1: I think he'll be glued to Taves. I don't, I don't think we'll play. Yeah, I,
2: I think it, it does seem like so far in practice that Taves and Kubalik will be together on a line. It's, it, Hagel's an interesting choice for the third one. I don't hate it, though.
3: He's fast. Be... Taves has some pull, though. He might tell him, I want to play with
2: I, I Well, I, I, it seems like he's going to get his wish, too, because whenever they were together during the 2019-20 to season... Uh, they were pretty good. So
3: this is a good transition point just for something that I want to watch. And I want to see if they get any matchups this year at all, because I know that wasn't really a thing they tried to do, but the roster that they have is pretty well constructed for that.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much guys chase matchups in the preseason. So it's going to be tough to evaluate that early on. But I think once we get to the, the actual games in October, I think it'll be a pretty quick, We'll be able to make pretty quick conclusions on whether or not those matchups are being chased like they should.
3: Right. Because if, if Doc does end up playing like the like number one center and Taves or Johnson ends up on some kind of third, like kind of Misfit Toys bum-slaying line, they might be able to roll that out and score with that line if they get the matchup, you know?
1: Yeah, but to get matchups, I feel like they need to construct the checking line, which is something that. He kind of like JC kind of plays around with, but doesn't fully. And like Strom was with the checkers,
3: right? And the, yeah, that's and a real bad camp, wasn't? <laughs> the camp was with Kane.
1: I mean, oh. even even when they like swap them out, like Connolly was playing. Like they haven't, he hasn't put any like a full line of checkers together really yet. So it's like annoying. Um, the fourth line shouldn't be a, you're in the doghouse" line to me. Right. I think it should no. be, it needs to be a, you need to do this job very specifically. line.
3: Yeah, totally. But well,
2: you need, yeah, you need to roll all, be able to roll all four lines to compete and win in this league anymore. Like you, you can't just throw, you know, four oaths on the fourth line and start fights every 10 minutes. They have to be able to, pre- you know, they're not going to score 20 goals a season, but you know they're, they they need to at least like not get run out of the building,
0: and and like you can put PK specialists there, but you can't like you uh, tell this to the New York Rangers. But you like you can't put Ryan Reeves on the fourth line in twenty twenty one. Um, you have to have players that can actually skate and do something with the puck and transition and play uh and, possession style hockey. And the Blackhawks have had that. Like Camp and Carpenter are good at possession. Yeah, or Camp.
1: Rest in peace. I
3: mean, I mean, he's making some money now, so yeah. I
1: mean, he's gone. He's dead to me now. <laughs> That's why I said rest <laughs> in peace. I forgot he existed until Shepard just said that. Like he was gone from my brain completely. Hey, um,
2: the good news is he won't have anything to do after the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either with the Hawks.
1: The other. <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking about that I would like, I hope that we see more of this year is um, possession in you Know, like cycling the puck more because they were terrible. One of the worst teams
3: <laughs> were one and at, done every
0: time. Yep,
1: yeah, they were they were pretty, you know, they did well off the rush in terms of like getting there. They actually had lots of wasted offense, but at least you know, they were getting into the zone, but they can stay in the zone to save their life. So, hopefully, they do better there. Just a little bit more balance is no, the you're,
3: the you're right because like if it wasn't a guy who could pick his corner, they're just shooting either into the goalie's chest or it was hitting the boards or something like not, just not even on target. And then you're going back the other way and they are not good transition the other <laughs> way at all. Yeah. Um.
2: And, and for the, uh, for the sake of our sanity, like the, it is a low bar. They're opening against the Red Wings who might be getting better, but are still not probably not going to be a very good team this year. So it seems like they should, if you're going to have success, I mean, the Hawks were had some games where they housed Detroit pretty good last year. So um, they should be able to at least give us some doses of optimism. Are there any particular players you guys are intrigued to see? Like, obviously I'm like, I'm like most people, like I've watched Mark Andre Fleury play a lot, but I think watching him 40 to 50 times a year is going to be a lot of fun because he plays a fun, if not nerve wracking, but still pretty good mm-hmm. style of goalie. Um, I'm, I'm out. Go ahead, Betsy.
1: I was just well, I was going to jump on the flurry thing because I'm excited to see how angry he gets in practice because it's <laughs> yes. Kane apparent Kane on every single shootout attempt has apparently scored on him. Yeah. Um, and he, he scored was, on him like from what I, I, I don't remember how many times he's only not scored on flurry one time that he's ever faced him. Um, it, he's the number one goalie that Kane scores scores on and, in shootouts. And um, like, even in the 2000 and, 14 season when he wasn't he couldn't shoot out worth crap. I think that was the season that Kane was like he couldn't score a shootout goal for some reason. He still scored on Fleury. So um just I wanna I I think that's gonna be hilarious in
2: practice. Yeah, Fleury was uh punting pucks into the crowd, I believe, because he was getting pissed because Kane was scoring on him. Tracy McGrady. That's just indicative of how competitive he is that
3: Mm in practice. Uh, So also his retro style pads are pretty slick. For Eds or for Tony Esposito?
2: Yes, yes, it it does. I mean, a a little bit. My first thought was like, is he trying to be Vegas? But like, oh no, it's the old brown goalie pad thing. I get it.
3: It's like Carhart.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's
3: (laughs) he's got Carhartt Carhartt goalie (laughs) pads.
2: Carhartt goalie. Yeah, that's that's good. Um,
0: Uh, Go ahead. I want to watch. I want to watch Reichel. I also want to watch. I was about to say his name. I'm down to watch Bergstrom and Nylander attempts to make this team. Um, I also don't know what Brett Connolly is up to because the Blackhawks are paying him a lot of money. He I don't know if that's going to be played. He I can, don't know if that's going play no, in the NHL. Yeah. He used to be able to, he was yeah. the best shooter. He was the best shooter in the NHL for like five years, but it was like three years ago. Um, uh, I think that the most important
3: guy this year to watch is going to be Kirby Doc because of reasons talked about earlier. For sure. Um, But, and you guys all know I'm a mark for Wyatt Kalanick, but I I want to see him over 82 games because he's still very young and, or new to the NHL, I should say. Uh, So that's, that's definitely a a long haul of a season going from what did he play 20 some odd last year. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Reichel too, will be a big one.
2: I, Might be reading too far into this, but I I had this thought during, uh, while I was reading about Wyatt Kalanuck at some point in the offseason, I think it was on the top 25 under 25 thing, that did the Blackhawks, were they so excited about Wyatt Kalanuck's progression last season that that's why they thought they could trade away Adam Boquist?
0: Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna assume that an undrafted. Fr- he was undrafted, right? An undrafted free agent. No, he he His was nectar. a seventh
2: he, round pick. He just never yeah, signed. With
3: yeah, Philly. he was drafted and didn't want to sign there because there was like a billion guys ahead of
0: him, and he probably thought, oh, I could make the Hawks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he so, did. So an um, so an unsigned free agent. I yeah, I'm, not, when, I'm not gonna I, say that he was that good.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. saying he's that good, Shepard. I'm just saying it seems like. It seems like the Hawks are pumping his tires a little bit and that there's a element of like they have similar styles of play. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying
0: I feel like if that was did, the idea, then it's another example of the Blackhawks having incredibly poor management.
1: Well, I don't I, think they wanted to give up Boquist at all. I think the, their sticklers were, they didn't want to move. Obviously to was a no starter, but they were very much like no to doc no to Reichel no to Kurashev. Cause that was another name that kept popping up. And then, mm. but you can't say no to every single t- The Blackhawks don't have that many <laughs> top guys. I mean, we, I mean, we all know this. We have guys that we hope will be top guys, but there's
2: no, we want Seth Jones, but <clears throat> we will not give you anything for him.
1: I mean, I, I, think, I <laughs>
0: think fair trade, Bowman, fair trade, oh,
3: but I think Bowman does this thing uh, where it's like, cause don't get me wrong. I, I like Adam Boquist. I don't think he's going to become maybe like the greatest defenseman of all time, but he has a pretty good ceiling, but Bowman doesn't have any friggin' patience with anybody. So when they don't come out and play at that elite level right away, he trades everybody, every first round pick.
2: Yeah, it's which, again, <laughs> we, we we were set the clock after they traded Boquist. They still have not given a second contract to a guy they've drafted since, Nicholas Almerson.
3: Yeah, and he didn't draft
1: him. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of worry about, like, when DeRinkett had his, like, slump, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, I was like, goddamn, if Bowman does his normal shit. Oh, yeah. We're going to be, like, this is going to blow up in his face. But luckily, he wasn't an idiot there. I mean,
2: and, and that. I'm glad you brought that up, Betsy, because it's kind of related to the Kirby Doc thing. Like I'm like, I think we've all been not not disappointed, but like the the last year of Kirby Doc's career was very unfortunate. Like all the injuries they and he came back and he really wasn't himself. And he like he looked really good in the 2020 postseason. Uh, but obviously the the wrist injury kind of screwed up that whole year. So It it, it's kind of a lost year, which really sucks and is really frustrating. And I hope Kirby Doc has a great season this year. But we've all raved about how good Alex DeBrinken was last season. That was his fourth NHL season or fifth? Damn it! No, I had I had my speech prepared and I fucked up. I think think
3: it was fourth. It It was his fourth. So
2: Alex DeBrinken played three full NHL seasons. The third of which was a pretty big slump, and the fourth one he turned into a star. So it happens. Kirby Doc has played 82 NHL games in the regular season. And he's played nine in the postseason. So it's just like it's like it's it's okay to be like bummed out and disappointed by what Doc has been. So, maybe disappointed is the wrong word, or just underwhelmed by what Doc has been so far. But you can also like there's still room for him to grow. So I mean, like hopefully he starts showing it relatively soon because Debrinka did like was an immediate like, oh shit, this guy's going to be awesome type of thing. And and we got that kind of out of Doc in the postseason for nine games, which isn't a great sample size. I think I think Kirby Doc would just, it would be great to calm a lot of our fears if he just looked like the number three overall pick from day one this year.
1: I'll tell you- I mean,
2: to
0: be, to be fair, we, these two games is a rookie season. So yeah, this is a sophomore season. That's
1: yeah, and I, and I was going to say that if you look at his numbers from last year, like his underlying micro-tracking numbers, they're all really great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, his transition numbers were some of the best on the team. His He hasn't had as many games tracked as, say, like, Strom, but um, his high-danger passes are, like, going to – they might surpass Strom's by the end of, like, when um, Corey's finished tracking them all and stuff like that. But his underlying numbers were really, really good. He just couldn't shoot – To you know like and wrist injuries that'll happen and i was just
2: gonna say a guy with a bad wrist would probably not be able to shoot very well but he was he
1: was still being able to you know pass pretty well and he was pretty good at puck handling still but and you could but you could tell as this the sample size went on it was starting to wear on him like you could tell towards the end um but yeah i mean that's encouraging i think everybody should be encouraged by that um even even if it wasn't showing up in the results it there's a lot under there that was working really well for him.
2: Like, and, and I hate myself for like asking this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Cause I I think it, it narrows down the conversation to one point when it's a much more nuanced conversation, but Kirby doc probably like the most important piece this season, like, like from like a big picture perspective, like he probably needs to take a bigger step forward than anyone else. If the Hawks are going to be like good for the next three to four years. Right.
3: But yeah, that's exactly what I meant by, like, he's the guy to watch. Yeah. For the, like, long term. I'm not talking about just this season. Because, yeah. like, Tyler Johnson and Jonathan Tavis aren't going to be around forever. And, I mean, Tyler Johnson's just Tyler Johnson, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah. got to be the guy. Yeah.
2: No pressure, kid. <laughs> I'm also uh, going to continue beating the drum that – uh Jonathan Taves is going to be back to his old self, just like Brian Urlacher after missing an entire football season, because, you know, no, uh, a full year off with no wear and tear on the body that I'm sure it's going to work out just the same.
1: Um, I was going to ask you guys what your predictions were when it came to Reichel and Kurashev as the two waiver exempt players um, when they're trying to like rotate in all these, like tweeners, um, the Borgstroms, the Godets the Nylanders and I guess the Stroms. Cause you know, like nobody knows if Strom's really going to make the team. Um,
3: <laughs> I, yeah, what the hell?
2: I, I say this, oh, uh, so. I say this as a not indicative of anything related to the players. I think it's more of an organizational thing and I don't like it, but I feel like this is what's going to happen is that both Khrushchev and Reichel will start the season in Rockford. And I don't like that, especially with Khrushchev, because I think he proved last season he shouldn't be up there, but I think that's what's going to happen.
3: With Mitchell
2: too. <laughs> well, Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell and Bodan might as well charge up They're the ass already. <laughs> Carpool karaoke time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've come around to that, I don't mind. I would really, I really wish it would be just the best player should make it. And if Reichel and Kurashiv are better than everybody else, they should just make it. But I understand from an asset management perspective, I'm fine with that. Um, as long as they go together, because I'd like them to play together.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I actually that would that make they, me want to go see the ice hogs actually like, i
1: know i actually think that, that they would, would be they, a fun game yeah they uh reichel and the prospect stuff that i i didn't watch when it was live but i was catching stuff afterwards he looked awesome
2: yeah like, like the the reichel thing it, it's i'm trying like you try not to get too far ahead of yourself but like no one's saying anything bad about the kid at all
1: He looked a lot more creative, like a lot of like he's not a and He's not going to be like, I'm going to thread the needle. It's going to look beautiful and magical or anything like that. But his passes are creative enough that you're like, oh, wow. When you see it, you know, and you're like, that's efficient while having a twist on it, you know? So I was, I was excited about that. He was, he wasn't quite, he was a little bit more direct um, in Germany. So probably because he was the types of players he was playing with, but like, better players over there than than the prospect tournament. Right. But, you know, because most of those kids were, like, babies.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I was going to add real quick. um, They might get that, like, nine-game window of trying a bunch of guys out, and then they'll kind of just do whatever. Like, you know, they were letting guys like Kyle Bond play or whoever the hell.
1: I don't know if they can capitalize. Yeah, with – yeah, it's it's interesting. like with Reichel,
2: like he does have, he's on his entry level deal, and I believe it can slide for another year if he stays down in the AHL the whole time. I it can.
1: They can but, slide two years, right?
2: Yeah, and it's already slid once. Well, yeah, they didn't sign him till this year, so it can slide once. Yeah. Um, but I mean, about like I'm with Betsy though. Like if he, I would rather burn a year of him at the NHL than and then have him just playing the AHL to save a year. Like if he proves he's good enough to be in the NHL to hell with the contract, put him in the NHL. But well, I guess, I guess yeah, we'll follow like, that over the next week or so.
0: Him going more than a point per game in the AHL does nothing good for anybody. Yeah.
1: If Period. he went into yeah, no. the AHL, I don't think he'd be, I don't even think we should be looking at his offense. So I think we should be looking at his defense. Cause I've hope, I would hope that's what they'd be focused on down there. Um, Cause he's, decent defensively, but it's not his strong suit. Like he's responsible. So I'd hope they'd be focusing. I know that they had him on some PK units um, during practice today. Um, and is, that is something that they should definitely push um, a lot because he's got the awareness for it. He's just hasn't done it very much in his career. So if he goes to the AHL, I hope he's learning fundamentals about that kind of stuff, um, which uh-huh. is what you should be doing down there. Just it is,
2: it, that is like the the point of the AHL from an NHL perspective is to prepare you for the NHL.
1: Yeah, we know he I can thought. offense. <laughs> I want to know if he can defense because we don't have a whole lot of we need better two way players.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes. Can can confirm. Um, well, I I think for the uh, as far as the Blackhawks preseason go, I think um, I, I think we're all set. Uh, like I I don't know what else. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, there are 63 players at this camp, which is why they're having three different practice groups a day. So I imagine, I assume after this initial chunk of preseason games, they will start sending guys down. I don't um, like they they play, I said four games in six days, then they have Tuesday and Wednesday off before playing two more and then that's it. So I imagine relatively soon, they're going to need to start thinning down these rosters just so they can get better looks at the guys that they're trying to make decisions on. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll reconvene some point next week to uh, talk about where the Hawks are and where they're going in terms of the preseason. But I think for this episode, I think we can kind of put a bow on all of the discussion related to the Blackhawks and bring back our potentially award-considered tradition of food takes. And Mill claims he has one from an, an experience, a very recent experience of his. Um, so, Mill, uh, the floor is yours.
3: Yeah, so uh, yesterday I visited a uh, lovely newer restaurant in the region um, called Athenia. It's like an authentic Greek restaurant. So, ooh. ooh. Uh, it's, go yeah, on. It's, yeah, it's yeah, very, I'm, I'm, I'm in. It's very good. You get huge portions. Um, great service. And it's not like a diner where you go get lemon rice soup and it's Greek-owned or something. It's like a legitimate, like you can get lamb and all that stuff. Cool. Um, and I ordered shrimp shish kebabs. And I was like, you know, shish kebabs are underrated and more places should offer them because the way that you cook them, everything gets cooked. It's not just like one side and then the other. And you could do vegetables and you could do seafood, meat, whatever you like. And I'm just like, this is underrated. I don't eat shish kebabs enough.
2: I mean, so I mean, I'm I uh, I, I have no no objections, your honor.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, whenever I grow, I always stick things on shish kebabs because it's easier to flip. <laughs> and they like,
3: cook, but they cook better, right? Like Yeah, but I'm doing ever. it
1: for ease of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just really lazy. You could stick everything on there and flip them when you want to. And then you just slide them off at the end.
3: Know, I'm like going to wash shish kebabs all the time now. Well, like, I, gonna, I mean, I'm going to be making them.
2: Yeah, like, and I think maybe we maybe people need to get more uh, elaborate with their shish kebabs because I feel like when you see them, they always have like the exact same concoction. There's like, there's usually like some meat on it. I feel like some peppers,
3: some onion maybe,
2: onions, and usually I, I've seen them a lot with pineapples, which actually like grilled pineapple is is the way to go for if you're going to eat pineapple. But um, I mean, I'm a I I think. I, I'm guessing take here is just uh, more shish kebabs, please, and
3: I'm, yeah, you I'm can favorite. make good combinations if you go out of your way. Different sauces on top. I mean, there's that the sky is the limit.
2: So what you're saying, I think, is just we as a country. I think this is a cause we can get behind. This is a bipartisan thing. Like, let's all <laughs> let's all get into the shish kebab game.
0: Do you? Yeah, let's get you, let's get experimental. Do
1: you, do you slide your stuff off a of shish kebab to eat it, or do you eat on the, the on the, the skewer? Thing? Yeah, on the skewer. Uh,
2: I, I like I, I think the point of the shish kebab is to eat it right off the skewer.
1: So, I always slide my stuff off. Well that's the Well fun. you
3: could do either because it's I think I think if you're eating it like at a restaurant with like a plate with sides and that all go together, it's more about how the food was prepared. But like if you're out somewhere
2: I don't want to accidentally
1: stab really, myself with a skewer while i eating.
2: <laughs> Well, just have <laughs> head eye coordination, and then
1: <laughs> I look. I was like, I told you guys, I was drinking strawberry mint stuff earlier, and I like spilled it while we were <laughs> when we were talking. And I'm like, great, wasn't no, even I, moving very far. How did I do that?
2: I think I think Mill has the right idea though. Like, if you're if you're having shish kebab like at a restaurant, you should probably like remove everything from the skewer because that's you know you're you're in a formal place, probably need fancier, to be classier, fancier. Uh, but I think if you're like at a backyard barbecue. Just yeah just, just, yeah, just just dig right in. It. Come on, yeah. You're just just dig in like an animal.
3: Well, what's funny, too, is, like, I have a gas grill, but today I was at the hardware store, and I was eyeing some charcoal grills after that. I'm like, hmm, how much time do I have to grill left this year? So. Um, I, I don't, don't know.
2: All year, if you try hard enough, Mel.
3: No, yeah. I want to get, like, the tailgating one, like, that people take to Soldier Field, like the little one.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, those
3: are... Yeah, those are a solid move, you know? You could take them tailgating and stuff.
2: All right, so uh, shish kebabs are good. Can't confirm.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: Now I'm sitting here trying to think of, like, other concoctions that you can make with your, like...
3: Well, they do dessert ones, like edible arrangements and stuff. Like, oh, okay. but, like the fruit and the chocolate and stuff. But, like, that's kind of not really my, my thing. Yeah, we're, I, wanna... I
2: think we're, we're looking more in the grill territory
3: here. But I mean, like, for me, think of anything you could grill, right? So I had shrimp, which was really good grilled. I don't know if you could do turkey on a shish kebab. Maybe not. I want to try, like, uh, like more – because I, I eat a lot of seafood, like red snapper or salmon or something. Ooh, salmon on a shish kebab. Might be good. It just might fall apart.
2: I, 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 I'm almost scared to ask this just because uh, I feel like it's going to open way too many things. But, like, what exactly makes it a shish kebab? I the stick. Yeah.
0: yeah okay uh, well
2: I asked and answered. all right
3: <laughs> cool
2: yeah all right well good talk
1: uh <laughs> sorry you guys are just the stick of course <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all right yeah
2: um well i think that's gonna do it for this episode A- any other final thoughts on the yes, box the- or kebabs or mill go ahead
3: yes Yes, yes, yes. The United Center should market it. They can make shish kebabs that are little hockey sticks and sell them at the UC.
2: Free idea. Free idea for all the United, uh, all the Blackhawks employees listening to this podcast. All the (laughs) kebabs.
1: I'm not going to lie because, I mean, they make me eat ice cream out of a helmet. I'm going to, yeah. Mill, did you say stick kebabs?
3: Stick kebabs. It'll be like a hockey stick. And it's the one end will be sharper so you can slide them on. And then you can hold it at the other end where where the blade of the stick is. I mean, I I I I don't hear any bad ideas out of this. I'm gonna no, go apply for a pet now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
2: I, I'm, I'm going I was going down the roster trying to find if anybody has a good name you can make a pun out of, but uh um I think Riley Stillman's the best you're gonna do. unless well maybe if Ian Mitchell makes a team you could have Mitch kebabs. That's not
0: bad. Rockford could do Mitch kebabs.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, free, free idea for Rockford. There we go. We're, we're giving up free ideas to everyone tonight. Um. So yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this year episode. Amusing on Madison. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. Hopefully, everyone had a great offseason and is ready for some more Blackhawks hockey. Just like I guess we kind of are. Um, you can follow all of us on Twitter. Again, I'm back on Twitter, at SEH underscore Dave M. Shepard is at Shepard Price. Mill is at Mill182. Betsy's not on Twitter, but you can find all her work at SecondCityHockey.com under the name LBR. Um, follow along all season. We're going to be doing plenty of preseason, and then once the games get going, we'll do our usual game previews, recaps, game threads, all that good stuff. Um, If you want to drop by our iTunes page and leave us a five-star review for this year podcast, that would be delightful. Um, And keep, uh, keep following along. We'll be turning out these podcasts regularly throughout the season. I think I might have one or two more Friday shows coming down the pike, but we'll see how that all works out uh, as things go on. So thank you again for listening to this episode. Thanks to Betsy and Shepard and Mill for hanging out tonight. Um, And I guess we wrap it up as we always do by saying go Hawks.